This is the Sex Mancers Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Sex Mancers Podcast. Hey, on this episode, I want to cover uh, two things here. One is the apparent sex crisis that we are having here in the United States, and two, having the sex talk with your spouse. All right, so let's get into this. So articles are now being written, and actually they've been written uh, for quite some time now, talking about how we here in the United States are having less sex than what we've had in previous decades. And this is starting to become to the point where they are labeling this a crisis, a crisis. And what is it that is causing you know the public to not have as much sex as we've had in the past? What has changed? Think about that for a moment. What has changed? And it's strangely ironic that in a culture that is obsessed with sex is not really having as much sex as we used to be. I think about this, you know, porn addiction, you know, very high, you know, we use sex to sell everything. That's why there is so many women, you know, and uh, used in commercials, you know, barely clothed, half naked, or just in bikinis, whatever. And, you know, just a bit of a side note, I'm sure women are pretty tired at this point of seeing other women used as, you know, sexual eye candy in order to sell merchandise and having a pair of breasts flopped on every movie screen (laughs) that there is. You know, it makes you wonder, you know, about the marketing tactic there. But, you know, as we go through here, you know, we are a nation obsessed with sex. I mean, there's a lot of vibrators that are sold. There's a lot of sex toys, you know, uh, for men now that are also sold. You know, uh, porn addictions or, you know, porn movies, you know, and all of that. I mean, we are still a culture and still biological beings obsessed with sex. So why is it that we are having less sex than what we've had before? It's an interesting take. And the only thing that I can think of that's changed in the past 10 or 12 years is social media. You know, we've had the internet, you know, for quite some time and, you know, it didn't cause, you know, people having sex, you know, to drop. So what is it? You know, the only thing that's really changed, you know, in our culture is social media. We've had 24-hour TV uh, networks for a while. We've had, you know, video game councils. We've had so many other things. But social media is the only thing that's changed because we have become addicted to social media. You know, people are checking their phones all the time for the latest Facebook status or the latest tweet from you know, our, you know, favorite celebrities are, you know, we're entrenched in politics or, you know, whatever it is that you follow, you know, what is it? They're saying people are checking their phones, you know, about a hundred times a day in order to keep up with what's going on in the world with social media. 
You know, and that may be the reason why we are headed towards a sex crisis. We're so addicted to our phones that it's overdriven our desire, our our motivation to have sex. And we can think about that for a bit. Now, let's face it, social media, you know, yes, it's addictive, but it's not the fault of the social media companies. They built the product. We need to learn how to, you know, how to, you know, use self-control when it comes to social media. You know, before social media, you know, and let's actually be clear about what Facebook is, what Twitter is, and what the term social media is. Before Facebook and Twitter, you know, what? how did people, you know, react? You know, how did people use the internet? Well, what they did was, you know, they would go through, look up online all the things that they were interested in. You know, and then if they found, you know, an article that they liked, what would they do? Well, they would, you know, go ahead and, you know, copy and paste the link to that web article into an email and blast that email out to all of their friends. This was back in the day when people actually read every line of their email, you know, and didn't uh, really go through and filter anything out because marketers hadn't destroyed email at that point. You know, and people would have uh, back and forth email conversations when they had time, you know, and that was kind of the benefit of that. You could have a conversation, you know, back and forth when you had time, you know, and, you know, just kind of like a private messaging board, you know, or, you know, people go out and do stuff, but when they were at home, they might have MSN Messenger up and they would talk and have conversations that way. You know, and social media, all it did was took all the activities that we were doing and put it all in one centralized location. But of course, one of the benefits back then is we didn't have smartphones for the distraction. You know, we had to be at our computers, you know, in order to, you know, do these things, you know, in order to send the emails, in order to go through and, you know, have conversations online. You know, nowadays, you know, of course, you know, now that everybody has smartphones, it's pretty much the standard phone anymore. You know, we have everything in our pocket. So, you know, we've gone through and we've decided that we are going to check it very often. And this distraction is what's causing us to have less sex to the point where they're labeling it a crisis because it's hard to get into a romantic or sexual mood when you're constantly whipping out your phone instead of paying attention to your spouse. Now we can debate back and forth who's worse at this. I know whether it's men who are more addicted uh, to their phones or whether it's women more addicted to their phones. It really kind of depends. I mean, you can probably use some stereotypes such as women are more addicted to Pinterest and Instagram while guys are probably more addicted to Facebook and Twitter. You know, there might be uh, some segmentation of that. But when we get out uh, our phones and we start scrolling through our feeds, we get lost in our feeds. We can end up spending hours, you know, on in our news feeds instead of paying attention to each other. And by the time we look up and notice that our spouse is in the room, what happens? Oh, we're tired. It's time to go to bed. You know, it's too late. We'll just, you know, I don't know, have sex tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and goes and you come across the same issues. 
You know, we have all these distractions and of course, you know, all these notifications. I mean, of course we got notifications from the apps, you know, that we have on our phones, but now websites, every time you go to a website, at least for the first time you go there, it asks you whether you want to turn on notifications, which is kind of an interesting thing because you used to have to subscribe to the RSS feed of a particular site in order to make sure you get all of their content and you can handle that in Outlook. But now they want to be able to ping you, even if you're not in any, uh, you know, reader, you know, if you're not subscribed to their feeds, they want to be able to ping you into your Windows 10 notification section or, you know, have an alert on your phone. This site posted a new item and, for some of you, you turn on notifications for everything, right? You have notifications on, on everything. There isn't a second of the day when you're not getting notification of something going on to distract you. So how do we solve for this? How do we go through and we get rid of uh, all of the distractions that are leading us into a sex crisis? Well, the answer to this is actually very simple if you're willing to be intentional. And one of the best ways to be intentional is to have a schedule. That's right. It may not be romantic, but if you want to be able to have a happier life, you need to have a schedule for when you're going to have sex with your partner. Yeah, I know you want to be romance. You want it to be spontaneous. Well, guess what? That's not working because it's kind of hard to be spontaneous if you're always distracted by your phone. So you need to develop a schedule for how often you're going to have sex each week and on what nights you're going to have sex. You probably even want to go through and figure out which time of the day that you're going to have sex. Now, you know, generally for most people, it's going to be at night, right? Because you're at work during the day and you know, if you're not at work, you know, usually the kids are awake. And so it's very hard to get away with having sex during the day. You know, so you'll want to go through and think, okay, you know what? We're going to have sex on these two nights of the week. And we're going to have sex, you know, and then you figure out, you know, when the kids go to bed, how long it's going to take them to, you know, kind of be in a deep sleep. So they don't hear you nearly as much. Right, are less likely to hear you. And then what you're going to want to do on those nights that you're scheduled to have sex, turn off the electronics. That's right. I know, I know. It seems, you know, of like a foreign concept, but you're going to want to shut off the electronics. And by electronics, you know, I mean, you know, you're going to shut off your phone. You're going to shut off your tablet. You're going to shut off your computer. You know, make sure that no one can distract you and that you're not going to pull up anything that you're going to get lost in or cause you to get pissed off. Right? Then, you know, you're the only thing that you're going to have on is the TV. But even then, you have to have most devices off. You're going to shut off that PlayStation. You're going to shut off that you know, Xbox and, you know, whatever Nintendo's doing these days, you know, you know, whether you still have a GameCube, a Wii or, you know, whatever, 
You're going to shut those off. The only thing you're allowed to watch is TV, but even then, you need to make sure that whatever you watch, you're going to have off or you're going to turn off at a specific time that will allow you to talk, communicate, and start doing foreplay and still get to bed to have sex at a time when you're still awake. Now, for most of you, maybe you've cut the cable, right? And all you have is something like Roku to pull up Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and YouTube, you know, to watch or whatever else it is that you're, you know, uh, you know, like to follow or watch. Well, this is real simple and you can look up uh, online how to do this, but did you know there's actually, you know, uh, some security features in your router that you can adjust. And they're not even security features uh, necessarily, but parental control features, right? And so you can go in to your router settings from your computer. And one of those things is to disconnect from the internet automatically. That's right. You can go through and make it as simple as, you know, at this time on these two days, the internet automatically shuts off at this time and will not turn back on until whatever time you pick, right? That way, even if you are watching a show, you know, when the time comes, the internet turns off, your show stops, and you go have sex, right? Very simple. Or your show stops, and that means it's time for you to start talking and flirting and engaging in foreplay to having sex. Right? And you can even shut it off to just individual devices, you know, which is a good parental control feature when it comes to your kids, especially your younger kids. If all they have is, you know, a tablet, they don't have a smartphone yet. All they have is a tablet and whatever's on Roku. You can set it off, you know, set it to automatically disconnect from the Internet to stop the show at a particular time, like bedtime. You know, so that's kind of how it goes uh, with all of your electronics. You can either set it for your individual electronics or you can set it, you know, household wide. But by doing that, you are forcing yourself to stick to your schedule. And, of course, the more sex that you have, the happier you are. Right? Because sex releases endorphins. They release good feelings. And orgasms feel awesome. Right? So that's one of the ways in which you can get around the sex crisis and start uh, fulfilling yourself and start fulfilling your needs to bond and have a happier marriage. Just create a schedule and then take whatever steps you need in order to force yourself off your electronic devices on those nights you're scheduled to have sex so that you pay attention to each other. And women... Here's a little hint. Maybe your guy is not necessarily all into that, but at least at first, you can get away with the idea of, you know, setting it up on your router, you know, yourself to turn off the internet at particular times, you know, on particular days without telling him. And that way it automatically boots him off the internet from all of his devices, except for his phone. 
but at least all the other devices, you know, it will be booted off, and that kind of forces him more to speak with you. It gets him off of YouTube, gets him away from Netflix, Hulu. Um, now, you'll have to take different uh, measures to get him off the video games and stuff, but that can usually be solved by... You know, just disappearing into another room, stripping naked, and coming out uh, buck naked and tell him, I want you now. That will generally get him to put down the game controller and have at it. But you, you need to also be able to control yourself and make sure that you take the steps that you need to get away from the distractions so that you can have fun. All right, so let's take a little break and uh, thank our sponsor, and I'll be back with having the sex talk. One of the biggest issues that are facing couples, especially when it comes to sex, is their inability to communicate with each other, to have the sex talk. One of you may be more sexually out there, right? You may be more you know, sexually adventurous, but... You're unwilling to act on those sexual desires because you're too afraid that your spouse is going to think of you differently, going to call you a freak, or is going to look at you like, really? What? You know, you got to get over this. You have to learn how to have the sex talk with your spouse, right? You have to be able to have open dialogue and communication with your spouse regarding the issue of sex, what your fantasies are, the things you want to try, where you want to try them at, all of that. And so what you need to do here in order to open up that dialogue is just come out and say, hey, honey, you know, I want to be able to talk a little bit about our sex life. Now, you got to be careful how you say that because you can put them on the defensive if you have the wrong tone, right? Because tone is very important here. Right. So when you go off and, you know, you start uh, up uh, to have this conversation, right? Don't just go up and say, you know, hey, honey, I want to talk to you about our sex life and that be the entire opening. No, just think uh, also adding in because I was thinking, you know, I want to spice things up a little bit or, hey, I want to talk to you about our sex life, but. I don't want you to make fun of me or uh, I don't want you to, you know, m make any jokes or th think I'm a freak or anything, right? Or maybe you do want them to think you're a freak, whatever. But basically, you want them to know that you want to talk about this, your sex life. You're nervous about how he's going to react and let him know that you're thinking about wanting to spice things up a bit, right? Now, that kind of puts him off, you know, uh, off edge, you know, uh, over the idea that you want to talk about, hey, he's just not giving it to you right, right, or that he's performing poorly, and sets the tone for, hey, I want a, your opinion on if you want to try a few different things, right, and then you start, you know, going in and, you know, discussing the things that you want to do. Now, to make it easy, You'll want to start off with the <clears throat> item that, you know, is least likely to make you uncomfortable or least likely, you know, for you to be embarrassed about. You know, and open up the dialogue there, you know, and say, hey, I want to try, 
you know, uh, some new things, you know, um, I've looked on the internet and, you know, I found this, um, Facebook group, you know, and there is, uh, some Facebook groups, you know, like, uh, one extraordinary marriage has a Facebook group. And part of what they do there is they give you the position of the month, you know, and just go through there and start talking about, Hey, I want to try this position or, Hey, you know, we got this position of the month. How about we try following it for a while and, you know, see how well we like it, you know, that type of thing. And then you start progressing, you know, into the things that you are less and less, you know, sure of how he'll react. Now, one of the ways in which you can go about this, you know, especially in today's day and age is using your electronic devices to help you with your sex talk, you know, about the things that you want to try. You can put up a uh, spreadsheet, right? And you can go through and list one of sex ideas, you know, and then you can put another column of yes or no, you know, as in, you know, are you willing to try it? And then another column in which, did you like it? And then the two of you go through and you put your ideas of all the things that you want to try out sexually into the spreadsheet. You can use like, you know, Google Drive or you can use, you know, um, OneDrive or if you have your own cloud server because you're concerned about other people seeing that or accidentally sending that out to the wrong person, right? You can go through and just put that together, you know, in a spreadsheet, you know, put it uh, somewhere uh, where you can both access it. And then you both put down your ideas. And as you do, you go through and you can select yes or no. And, you know, unless it's a hard no, it's a yes, right? That you will go through and explore and try those things. It's a great way uh, to communicate and it's a great way to keep track of the things you've done and what you like and don't like so that you can filter for the things that you mentioned that you did like so that you know the things that you can repeat and add to your toolbox here, you know, for, you know, sex, to keep sex as interesting as possible. Now, I guess technically you can use uh, a Word document, but let's face it, a Word document is not as easy to filter through and, you know, keep track of uh, the things that you like. Because as you go on and the spreadsheet starts to get extensive, you know, you are, you know, going to need some way to keep track of it, you know, uh, pretty easily. You know, now you can get, you know, very complicated uh, with your tracking system. You know, you can go through and, you know, use uh, one tab for pivot tables of things you like and pivot tables of things you didn't like. You know, it, it's up to you about how nerdy you want to get with this. But a way to, you know, the two of you can, you know, add ideas, remember the ideas, you know, that you said that you wanted to try out and keep track of what you do and don't like is going to be key here, you know. Now, I guess technically you can use a database like Access, you know, for this, but that might be a little bit of overkill right there. I mean, let's face it, you know, you know there is a little bit uh, here about too much, but 
if you have problems, you know, talking to each other, you know, about sex, using electronics to help keep track of everything, you know, and bringing up the stuff that you want to try can make it a lot easier uh, for you to communicate and then work your way up, you know, to direct, you know, uh, verbal communication going forward as you start figuring out just how freaky in the sheets your partner is. Because while you're going off and thinking, man, you know, I want to try new things, sex is getting boring, he might be thinking the same thing. But he may be too shy to bring things up to you because, you know, you know, women do have some tendencies from time to time to take things personally. You know, if a guy comes out and says, hey, I want to talk to you about spicing things up, well, some women take that as, oh, great, he thinks I'm boring and he's criticizing my skills in bed. But that's not the case. He's just trying to figure out a way to, you know, spice things up with you and, you know, to get you to talk about it, you know, to go through and maybe you play a game of, you know, truth or dare, or you have a night, you know, once a month, you know, where the two of you talk about some of your sexual fantasies and desires, you know, and the things that you want to try, you know, or if you put together the spreadsheet, you go through once a month and you go, hey, I want to try this. I want to try that. Hey, we tried this. I didn't really like it. Right. You know, but once a month, you should be going through and having a conversation about your sex life. And just like you should schedule when and how often you're going to have sex in order to avoid coming part of the sex crisis, you're going to want to put on the schedule. This is what day of the month we're going to talk about sex, our sex life, and when we're going to talk about the things that we want to do. You know, that way you at least get to thinking about it. You know, you put a reminder on your phone, you know, for it. You know, you have it on your calendar. So, you know, it gives you enough of a heads up, you know, that, you know, you take some time to think about it. And then, of course, make sure you have a reminder on the day of. Right. So you go through here and, you know, you start figuring out the different ways in which you can communicate with each other. Because if you're not talking about your sexual fantasies and desires, you may be missing out on an otherwise sexually fulfilling marriage, relationship, dating life, you know, wherever stage uh, that you are in. All right. So that is just a quick, simple uh, advice for having the sex talk with your spouse. You know, find an icebreaker, an opening to bring it up. Start introducing what it is you want to do and start putting together how you're going to communicate, what days you're going to communicate, and how you're going to keep track of it. All right, so that's it uh, for this episode. I do hope you enjoyed it, and I do uh, appreciate all of you that take the time to, you know, listen to the show to get the advice and, you know, for the support uh, that I'm getting uh, as the audience continues to grow. But before we go, I want to give a shout out to a few people. 
I'd like to give a shout out to Regina. I'm glad you enjoyed uh, episode 22 about giving advice to virgins. Hey, Johnny, welcome uh, to the podcast. I'm glad that you've marked this as one of your favorite shows. Also, uh, Kylie, you know, I'm glad uh, to have you listening to the podcast. And Butterfly, you know, glad that you are listening to the podcast as well. And Jay, Jay, welcome to listening to the podcast. I'm glad this is marked as one of your favorites. I get notifications. Uh, there's a lot more uh, out there, but I just don't have enough time to get through everybody. It would take, you know, probably an entire show just to get through some of you who have marked this show as your favorite. So I'm only going to be able to give a shout out uh, to a few people uh, from time to time. You know, I'm just glad that, you know, you guys enjoy the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Hey, check out the podcast description, you know, the show notes. If you want to find a way to help support the show even uh, farther. Um, I'm in communications right now uh, with a potential guest uh, to be on the show uh, to provide uh, some you know, advice. So stay tuned uh, for that uh, coming in the next few weeks. You know, I'd say, you know, let's just say we'll give it a month. Uh, for that episode, uh, at least, um, you know, it's, you know, one of the things that we're trying to work out is, you know, international, uh, time zones. Cause I'm trying to figure out what days I'm available, what days they're available, you know, and trying to figure out, you know, the best way with the time zone difference, you know, um, you know, I'm here in the United States, they're over there in Australia. So, you know, it's uh, one of those issues, but we'll get this, you know, figured out here for you to bring you some amazing content. All right. So that's it uh, for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll be back again soon.